1: Farm Talk, with Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Trusted by generations of farmers. Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Putting your animal nutrition needs first. Welcome to our programme, I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, budget battle for beef. Department of Agriculture and IFA personnel meet in for fermoy next week to review the 2030 bovine TB eradication plan. CanTurk March provides 70 car parking spaces in town centre. Funeral mass at twelve noon today in Dramach Church for the late noted ploughman Dennis Kelleher. Philip Cutter, Cork East Plowing Association has details. Our top story Ellen Standish, BT Dairy and Drystock Advisor with Chagas Kanturk on upcoming meetings and events connected to the Fodder and Finance Week from eighth of October to twelfth of October inclusive. Joining us on the Dairy Gold uh, Farm Talk programme, Miss Ellen Standish, B&T Advisor, Drystock and Dairy, with Chagask Advisory Office, Percival Street, Kentucky, in Cork, Northwest. First of all, Ellen, welcome to the programme. Now, some very important events taking place fairly soon, all part of the Chagask Fodder and Finance Week, with a theme of Bridging the Gap. Ellen, could you please give our listeners some details of these events? I know there are so many events we mightn't be able to say a great deal about each event, but at least you'll have um, broad outlines of the date these events are on, the dates and the venues.
2: Yes, thank you, John. Um, yes, Fodder and Finance Week will be taking place from the 8th until the 12th of October. Uh, we have a number of events taking place across the, the County of Cork. Um, these um, events will be dealing with fodder and finance, and there will be Chagas staff, uh, Chagas advisors, and specialists, co op staff, and um, other agencies such as the banks uh, will be available at all of these events to discuss with farmers their fodder and their finance requirements uh, for the winter ahead. So the first of those events will be taking place on Monday the 8th of October. That will take place from 2 until 4pm at the Parkway Hotel Dunmanway. That will be a dairy, fodder and finance workshop. On Tuesday the 9th of October we have a couple of events. Uh, The first of those events is taking place in the Fernhill House Hotel, Clonakilty, from 7 to 8pm. That will be another dairy and fodder finance workshop. Um, Following that immediately afterwards in the Farnhill House, Clonakilty, from 8 to 10pm the Cork West Dairy Seminar will be taking place. Uh, Also on Tuesday the 9th of October at 8pm in the Vienna Woods Hotel, Glanmire, uh, there will be a fodder and finance seminar um, taking place there. On Wednesday the 10th of October from 10.30am until 1pm in the Chagas office in Skibbereen there will be a dry stock fodder and finance workshop And also on the 10th of October at 8pm in the Hibernian Hotel in Mallow, there will be a fodder and finance seminar taking place there. On Thursday the 11th of October, we have two events taking place. Uh, One will be in Chinach, Bandon, in the Chagas Clinic there, a dairy and fodder finance workshop that will be taking place from 10.30am until 1pm. Thursday 11th of October at 11am on the farm of Patrick Hegarty in Glenville, there will be a farm walk on fodder and finance. On Friday, the 12th of October, there will be two events taking place. Uh, one of those at 10.30am until 1pm in the Chagas office in Skibereen. That will be a dairy fodder and finance workshop. And also at the same time at 10.30am to 1pm in the Chagas office in McCroom, there will be another dairy and dry stock fodder and finance workshop. The following week, on Thursday, the 18th of October at 7pm, CanTurk uh, um, Chagas will be hosting a cattle demo and seminar. That will be taking place at 7pm and that is a KT approved event for dairy and beef farmers.
1: So those are the meetings, Ellen?
2: Yes, those are the main meetings for uh, Father and Finance Week, Bridging the Gap.
1: Now we know there are so many young people who would like to get into agriculture and of course the whole drive is to try and attract younger people to agriculture even though it's a a harsh career but uh, satisfying in other ways. Turning now to... An open day. You have details of the Clonakilty Agricultural College Open Day.
2: Yes, the Clonakilty Agricultural College are hosting their College Open Day on Friday, the 12th of October. The open day starts at 11am uh, and all are welcome to explore the options the college has to offer in agricultural education and the job prospects that can arise from attending the college there in Clonakilty. That's starting at 11am on October the 12th.
1: Not just young people but um, parents, guardians, teachers. It's really open for everyone with an interest in learning about agriculture, I would imagine.
2: Yes, absolutely. Everybody is welcome to attend, and there will be tours available on the day and staff there to answer anybody's questions.
1: Details of an upcoming GLOSS training course in Cork West?
2: Yes, Cork West intend on running a GLOSS course uh, shortly in uh, their region. So for more information on that GLOSS course, um, you can call Margaret in Chagas Macroom on 026 416 04. I'll just repeat that number. It's the in McCroom on 026
1: Thank you, Ellen. Miss Ellen Standish, B&T Advisor, Drystock and Dairy, Chagask Advisory Office, Percival Street, Kanturk. And Ellen, in the Wednesday programme, we'll have more of your interview covering planning grassland and soil fertility. Funeral Mass is taking place today at 12 noon in Dremock Church for the noted ploughman Dennis Callagher, who passed away in recent days. Philip Cotter, PRO Cork East Ploughing Association, recalls the achievements of the late Dennis Keller, and he also has details of forthcoming matches.
3: As you mentioned, John, um, on behalf of Cork East Sloan, and on my own behalf, we would like to express our deepest sympathy to the family of the late Dennis Keller, who passed away on Wednesday, the third, and uh, who actually, as we speak, his funeral mass will be in uh, Drumock Church, at 12 o'clock today, and his burial in Mill Street Cemetery. Now Dennis was well known to the clown fraternity. which was quite a long time because even uh, the, his brother Teddy, who passed away a good few years, almost 14 years ago, I think. Teddy and Dennis were both clown together. So he, his uh, connection with clown goes back a long, long time. And uh, afterwards, after Teddy passed on. The last of Um he, Dennis, son, Dennis, Dennis, took up the plough for a while and also a neighbour of his who went in the under-40 house class. And Dennis was coached to both us and got a couple of our laylings, um in the under-40 class. So, yeah, he's well known to the plough for And we just express our deepest sympathy to his family again. And uh, may he rest in peace.
1: And the farm programme, we add our condolences to to the family of the late Dennis uh, Kelleher and a reminder that Mass is taking place uh, today, Saturday, at 12 noon in Drummock Church.
3: That's right, and the funeral afterwards to Mill Street
1: Cemetery. No ploughing match fixed for this weekend, but Kilbrin on the 14th, I understand, Philip.
3: That's right, um, we, are, we don't have any own match tomorrow, the 7th, but the next uh, match. On the Cork East calendar will be Kilbrane on the 14th, which will be held in a venue just beside the old Green Hall motor Now, not the modern Green Hall motor in in Town, but the old Green Hall motor at Castle Cork. That's Kilbrane on the 14th. Now, that gives me another chance to come back uh, this day week and uh, with a few more details. The match will be starting at 12 o'clock but uh, I might have a few more details with guard directions and so on. And the following week, Pantier will be uh, on the 21st. So again, I'll have uh, another shot at um, giving more details. Those are the next two matches now for the Cork East qualifying rounds, the 14th and the 21st. Kilburn, the 14th, Panthea the 21st.
1: Thank you, Philip. Mr Philip Cotter, PRO Cork East Ploughing Association. In the lead-up to Budget 2019 on next Tuesday, Miss Odile Evans, news correspondent, Irish Farmers Journal, writes about the budget battle for beef in this week's journal.
4: Yeah, so as we know, next Tuesday, um, Minister for Finance will make his announcement of the dawn of of Budget 2019. And what we've seen in the last week is a build-up of events um, really trying to um, promote a, a suckler cow payment and the role of beef in the rural economy. Um, like this is built on accumulation of months of campaigning. We've seen the Save Our Sucklers campaign um, for the last number of months. Um, so this is a really kind of a last attempt to uh, ensure there's something for beef farmers in the uh, budget.
1: Now, we have a strange situation there when you see two farm organisations taking different stands. You have the leadership in the ICMSA, the Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association. They would regard as very unfair and not acceptable if money were taken for other schemes to contribute to a suckler premium of around €200.
4: Yeah, like we did our own Red Sea poll on this in the Farmer's Journal, and, you know, there is support from the farming community. You know, three and four farmers believe there should be a suckler cow payment, but within that there's a divide in terms of some, city. yeah, take it from the pot that's there. Um, If other payments have to reduce, that's fine. And others would say, no, find it in a new pot Um, that they, they don't want to see their own payments reduced. Um, And that would, like the ICMSA stance would, um, you know, would be reflective of of, of dairy farmers' views in
1: we have this very, very strong argument coming from the farming community in general and from rural TDs and senators that the circular scheme, it goes right through the community. Everybody in the community benefits in particular for the circular scheme. It's a sort of unique scheme, a unique premier, that does trickle right down, goes right down to people spending the premier in the local area.
4: And it's the same if you say what one euro go into the suckler cow results in a four euro spin out for the local economy. Um, and and it's where that support comes from It's where the debate between the farm organisations originates, I suppose. You know, um, some would be happy to have a uh, payment regardless of whether that means that other payments will be cut, where some would say, No, you can have a payment, but only if you find the money from another pot. Um, you know, and and, and you know, the lobby is, you know, for a two hundred euro uh, per cow sucker payment, which I think translates somewhere into the region of eighteen million. Um so yeah, it, it, it it is um, kind of a controversial issue in that sense. But we do see um, the ICSA protesting here on Friday outside ABP Kelowna's in Monaghan over the price that the factories are paying for beef. And I think that's the real main reason that um, the farm organisations boycotted the uh, Beef Forum, which was held this week on Wednesday. So none of the farm organisations actually attended that uh, because because they felt, felt that Um, Engagement around that main core issue of the price of beef um, just doesn't happen at the Beef Forum.
1: And there are reports too that right within the government we have, you have Minister Creed and Minister Nocton taking diverging standpoints on this, the multiplier factor, the one euro spent out of that 18 million we estimate annually, well that's four euro goes back to the community.
4: Yeah, so like, I mean this week coming up to the Beef Forum you had uh, two meetings on Monday night One was in Ballinasloe, where Minister for the Environment, Dennis Nocton, was speaking. And the other was an IFA County Executive meeting in Port Leash, where the Minister for Agriculture, Michael Creed, was speaking. Uh, Minister Nocton said that, um, you know, there needs to be support for the sector. It needs to be targeted. He said that the um, beef data genomics programme hadn't been very well communicated and probably wasn't the right vehicle to um, help the suckler sector. And then you had Minister Creed uh, in Port Leash saying that, no, a €200 per sector cow payment is undeliverable. We have schemes there such as the BDGP or the areas of natural constraint which are um, supporting the sector. So, you know, two kind of differ- opin- differing opinions around the Cabinet table e- even, which makes it an interesting position, I suppose, for the two of them to be taking.
1: Minister no, has said consistently this is undeliverable.
4: Yeah. And I mean, the other thing you have to look at is what's setting the agenda this week even is um, the housing crisis and the homeless uh, battle. And, you know, on the same day that the IFA uh, held a protest outside the beef forum uh, just down the street, there was about 10,000 people uh, protesting um, about the homeless battle. So, you know, in terms of this government's priorities in in the budget next week, you know, that has to come to the fore as well
1: most of the farm organisations and rural groups will be rooting for this, even if the IC may say, in a certain way, perhaps it should be more qualified. But they're saying, look, we don't want to see other schemes being skimmed off to help what is really a lost cause. But all agriculture is dependent on support. And after all, if this support is going to lead to communities being held together, rural post offices, broadband
4: yeah and, and and you know the the save our success campaign did gain forty four thousand signatures along the way, so there is a lot of support in the wider rural uh, areas for for such a scheme and you know it, it impacts everything the mark trade um people living in rural areas you name it you know it, it has a, has a real impact in rural areas and you know they need the investment.
1: But Odile, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million.
4: Welcome. Thanks, John.
1: On Wednesday, third of October, Miss Mora Walsh, CEO IRD Duhalo, officially opened the new Canturk Mart car park with seventy spaces. Miss Walsh spoke to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk Programme.
5: Delighted to be here today, John, at the official opening of this new extension to the Martin in It's a beautifully laid out car park, beautifully finished, that will serve the whole town. Um, I'm particularly glad that the Mart did this. They have... Fantastic, I suppose, real estate in the centre of town. They're here 60 years. They bring amazing footfall into the centre of town that benefits all shops and businesses, not just the, the mart itself and the farmers, which is, of course, important. But um, all that farmer spend that spins into the, the entire centre of town and indeed out into the Tohala region is hugely important. Another important aspect to this car park, of course, is that many businesses in the town, their staff, you know, have no choice parking on the main street and they're there for a lot of the day, which is counterproductive then to the business, because people that want to come in to you know, buy something or have a cup of tea, you know, the space is blocked. So I believe that some of the businesses have approached the mart and are buying spaces so that their staff can park off street, which will allow more uh, commerce, I suppose, to happen on the main streets. Complementing the car park at the back of Super Value oh, that abs- people use. absolutely. I know it myself. I, I uh, You have to do several rings around that supermarket to get a space at times and it's tight so this and as you can see today the SuperValu car park is full and this car park is practically full so i think there is plenty and i think the fact that you can walk out onto percival street you can come on here onto the main street it makes it very accessible whether you're going to the bank or whether you're going to the butchers or whether you're going to SuperValu or thomas browns it's all here within the center of town
1: so, I'm sure, more you're very anxious that the public, our listeners, would be aware of all this extra car parking space. Have you any idea approximately of the number of extra spaces which would be available here in the
5: car park? But- I think there are up to 70 cars parking spaces here. That You know, if, if, everybody, if everybody parks within the white lines, John, if they don't straddle the lines, I'd say you should probably get in up to 70 cars here, which is great. There are a lot of people that are working here and town people like myself that you know will shop here without a doubt, which is good as well. But I think if if you if you're coming into town or going through town on your way to Mallor or on your way back to Newmarket or Castle Island or wherever, and you can park your car to go into the shop that you want to go into to pick up what it is you want to pick up. You're gone. If you're driving by and you see a very nice guna on, on the window in a boutique and you say, oh my God, that should be lovely for such an event. If you can park, if you have to drive away around and park, you're gone. You're gone on to the next town. So I think taking off the long-term cars into an off-street car park and leaving the street front car parking for people who want to come in, shop, short-term, pick up something, impulse buying or plan shopping, I think that will make a huge difference to the commerce of this town. Is this entirely funded by Canturk Marts or have
1: IOD hollow in some way, <laughs> as would be perfectly acceptable, <laughs> have you in some way helped yeah. Canturk Marts with this wonderful facility?
5: We were delighted to assist them with their application. This is qualified for leader funding, which is important. Uh, our leader programme was a long time getting off the ground, but it is up and running and in fact it's, it's running very quickly because all our rural tourism is gone practically all our rural town money is now gone so anybody out there that has applications please hasten bring them in quickly because it's, we're actually running out at this stage which is I suppose a good thing in some ways but uh, it will be after 2020 before the new fund starts so very important that people that have projects almost there to come in. We're doing a, a big job in the car park in Fremont as well now that's in conjunction with the council and Claw which is very important it's important that you know all the agencies come together and cooperate with each other but um, yeah I already do all our development officers assisted here this is what we would call a community inter because the Mart is a cooperative Mart, it's made up of a group of farmers, shareholders, so we're delighted. And um, they were, of course, one of our first recipients, John, who would have interviewed them, of our Enterprise Awards there about four or five years ago now, I think. So we were delighted and we're delighted to see them going on to new things and still making a difference for the town. But, Maura, this will be of benefit, of course, to the farming community, course, to the people absolutely. who do the great amount of business here with Canturk mm-hmm. Cooperative Marts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You know, sometimes you see in academic uh, papers that, you know, the town supports its hinterland. That is not the case in most of rural I- Ireland. It's the hinterland that supports the town. And uh, I would shudder to think what would happen if the farmer's spend that's coming in through this match, I believe, you know, it's it's here 60 years. That That's a long time. It's it's part of the fabric of the town. And, with the number of farmers that are coming in is it 30,000 cattle that have been traded here in the recent times like that's a lot of footfall of farmers of cattle dealers hauliers when you think of the impact that it makes in the total agri business and then of course you have the co-op the, the, the Norco Co-op across the way and I believe there's another new development being planned here for the centre of town just at the other side of the car park which we're hoping Park County Council will brand plan into shortly and that will make a huge impact as well
1: Thank you very much indeed for having spoken to the farm Farm Talk program, Miss Moore Walsh, CEO, I R D
5: Dohalo Thank you, Moira. Thank you very much, John. Great to talk to you again.
1: Joining us now on the farm program, Mr. John Cott, Chairman of Canturk Marts. John, welcome to the program. Now, the opening of this new 70-space car park by I R D Dohalo CEO, Miss Moore Walsh. A great day for Canturk and for the increase in business this should bring to the town of Canturk.
6: My role here is chairman of Kentock Mart. I have been chairman for the past 15 years now. Um, I think this is for my sins, basically. But uh, no, we have a, a very uh, good committee of management who are on the affairs of the mart. And uh, over over the years, as most people know, it, this is to be there 60 years next year, uh, which is a fair achievement in itself. And uh, like we were in trouble 20, 20 years ago but uh, we got over that and it's been up, up and up since n- numbers of um, cattle through the map has increased year and year and the buyers, when you have the numbers the buyers come so it's been a great success. Um, our reason today is we are opening a new car park and a couple of years ago we, um, our car, our yeah, the yard was always open to the people of the town to come in and park, and and they they very much appreciate it. And one day our insurance rep called, and he saw 30 to 40 cars parked in the in the yard, and he said, uh, "What's on in the map today?" And we said, "No, there's nothing on today." And he just said, "Why? Why is there so many cars on?" And we said, "They yeah, park there on a, a daily basis," and he said you're not insured, close it, the gates this evening when all the cars are gone and don't open it because you have no, no cover and anybody put a claim, the as would be in deep trouble. So from that we decided, come, had committee meetings and things and we said we'd, how feasible would it be to put a car park, a proper car park in place in Kentork?" not alone for the use of the farming community, but for shoppers and the people in the town and people coming in to work that they could park for the for the lint of the day. And uh, we went ahead with it, and with the great help of IRD for their funding, for the funding of this amenity, which we uh, very much appreciate. And I would personally like to thank Marla Welsh for her great work that she did to get this funding for us. And her staff. And today we're here, the official opening. Um, it's, we are delighted with the uh, with the facility, and with a nice a nice crowd here. And I would like to thank uh, Countess Home for coming up and and doing doing that doing that bit to help promote this car park. And it's an annual fee of two euros a day. What more could you ask for? the livestock business, your customers, and what
1: you feel could be done to improve things and and how do you feel the trade's going at the moment? Well, As we
6: all know, farming is very much weather-related and the past 12 months have been, we went from one extreme to another and it has caused great difficulty for a lot of people in the farming community. um, Prices a month ago, they hit hit a very low ebb, but since then they have gradually came back up to on par which was said two months ago which is badly needed and I have noticed myself from driving around the, the countryside that this, the cut, silage being cut over the past week or ten days it seemed to be a good crop of silage which was not expected a month ago Which this may help the feeding situation as far as the sucker is concerned I'm, I'm afraid I have to be a bit negative about it for the simple reason that it's too little, too late. There was a system there, going back some time ago, when the crash came, the funding was cut back for the soccer herds, and I think they haven't, they haven't recovered from it, and they can't see them recovering from it.
1: John, you really feel that the case is virtually lost unless there's some very, very quick, immediate action to rescue the soccer business?
6: Well, it's like most business. It's all about size, volume, and if we're having that, it's hard to compete today. The small sucker herds with the 30,000 cows in that, they needed the they, they needed the assistance when the cuts came. They seemed to just get out because they couldn't see any viability in continuing with uh, with with that sucker herd. And this is this is not a sucker area as such like we do have a, a three or four uh, winning show and sales during the the autumn, and it's very well supported. Some lovely stock, and it's a I think it's a pity that there wasn't something worthwhile put in place to help uh, the soccer hurts.
1: Well, we'll end on that note. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. John Cott, the chairman of Cantork Cooperative Marts, and we're here at the opening of the new car park and. I'll take this opportunity of wishing you all the very best, and certainly, in common with any town or city, extra car parking space always means more business and a better business and social and every other type of life.
6: Yeah. Thank you very much, John.
1: Joining us now on the farm programme, Councillor Gerard Murphy, Finnegale, Cork Northwest. Gerard, a great day for Canturk and indeed a Cork Northwest and the catchment area in general for business.
7: Uh, John, it's uh, an adventure uh, venture that there has been tremendous cooperation between uh, Cork County Council, IRD Dujala, which is a, constitu- it's a member of the LAG, which provides the funding to IRD Duhalla, uh, uh to uh, deal with projects like this. Uh, Cork County Council has been involved in it. And of course, the MAT committee themselves are extremely important. And a MAT in this area is is essential uh, for rural development. We can't afford to be losing any facilities like this in rural towns at this point in time. Uh, thankfully, the LEADER programme is now up and running uh, under the new context of the LCDC and the LAG. Uh, Cork County Council is cooperating with Ballye Hora Falta, uh, with Evandue Blackwater and with Leader uh, to promote these projects. Uh, Cork County Council is a financial partner and provides the funding uh, to these organisations having received uh, it from the Department of uh, the uh, Arts, Heritage and the Culture. Uh, this is p- particularly significant, it's in the centre of town, it's beside the uh, original car park. There has been a problem with parking in Kentuck, this would help to facilitate that. In addition to that, there's a whole new development planned for Longingham. The school has started in Kentuck, which is just up from the car park. There's going to be a new relief road running down through, uh, and we must thank the matters committee as well. Uh, who cooperated with selling the council the appropriate amount of land to provide for that relief road uh, that in conjunction with the school uh, will be a tremendous asset uh, to to Kentoke generally but the important emphasis is that there has been uh, some co- uh, controversy a year or two ago about how leader programme is going to work under the new system uh, of being connected to the county council through the LCDC and the LAG uh, but it's beginning to work very well And we have tremendous cooperation in Norcock. I have the privilege of being chairman of the LCDC and the LAG in Norcock, and we have tremendous cooperation from uh, IRD Dohala, Avenue Blackwater, uh, and uh, Ballyhara Falter, which are the three constituent members of uh, the leg in in Norcock.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Gerard. Finnegale County Councillor Gerard Murphy. Welcome to the Farm Programme, Fianna Fáil County Councillor for the Canturk mallow Municipal District, Councillor Gairoide Murphy. Gairoide, a great day for Canturk here and the Cashmilt area today.
8: Thanks very much. In terms of the Mart here uh, today, it's... Uh provides it's a great day for not only Kenturk but for all the surrounding areas. It provides a fantastic service for essentially for all of North Cork. I've met people here from far and wide actually um, at the Mart today and it's really only it's only when you meet these people that you realise the service that it provides for, for the entire surrounding area. Kanturk is very much a market town. Many of the people who come in to Kentork to do their shopping, to go to the mart, etc they don't come from Cantorque town itself, but they come from the surrounding areas. And particularly when it comes to the mart, there are so few marts in Cork now, It's it's all tends to be very big operations, such as the the Cantorque mart. So it's got a very wide catchment area going really right back to the outskirts of Mallow, especially on the western side. So areas such as Ballyclaw, Cecilstown, Town, they, they come from like... Liscarrol, Churchtown, I've met people from all of those areas uh, here today and they come from far and wide and it it provides a great service. People often
1: have to give up and uh, drive out of the town because of the severe shortage of parking, particularly on the busy days.
8: Yes indeed and as we heard from Maura Welsh even there in her speech before she opened the, the car park, it is a major issue and obviously the more you know, Cantork is a growing town, and the surrounding areas' of population, particularly, you know, are growing as well. So there's huge demand for parking, and the more, I suppose, it has a knock-on effect, as as you said, because the more people who park here in the mart, there are in the the super value car park adjacent, um, the more space there will be on the main street, and it might drive growth as well in in the central business district of the town.
1: Would you please describe this uh, very impressive uh, chain of office you're
8: wearing? Absolutely. Uh, so, this is the chain for the Kanturk Mallow Municipal District. I was um, honoured to be elected chair of this committee by my colleagues um, earlier uh, in July of this year. It uh, essentially covers all of north, central north, and northwest Cork. Um, so, the Kanturk. And surrounding areas and also Mallow and surrounding areas um, it 's a great honor absolutely and uh, it it was uh, instituted in two thousand and fourteen um, and will continue on after the next local elections. The next local elections though will break up the Kentarck Mallow municipal district into two different electoral areas i 'll be I'm hoping to put my name forward for the Mallow electoral area but the municipal district will remain intact and that goes all the way from Rockchapel and actually it will be taken in Charleville as well after the next local elections all the way to Mallow and actually right down to Grenagh in the south um, and then over um, all the way to near Mill Street and Drum Tariff. Thank you very much indeed. Finfall
1: Councillor Gerard Murphy. Thank you Gerard very much indeed. Thanks very much and
8: delighted to be on the show again.
1: Senior Department of Agriculture and IFA officials will meet at the current event centre for Moy on this coming Tuesday 9th of October at 8pm to discuss the current situation with bovine TB. With more on the background to this meeting, Mr Tomas Burke, IFA Animal Health Executive.
9: Um, obviously, um, farmers are aware from the, from the the, the farmer press over the, the the last week or so, and indeed over the past few months that uh, the minister has set up a TV forum to look at uh, what measures uh, could or should be put in place to achieve eradication uh, by 2030. This is the day set out by uh, indeed the previous minister for agriculture and uh, now being uh, progressed by the current minister to hopefully uh, finally eradicate. TB, which has been a scourge on Irish farms uh, for, for well over 60 years now. So there's a, there, there's a TB forum established to do that. But obviously, in the meantime, John, while serious, significant progress has been made in reducing the levels of TB from back in the late 90s, when we were finding forty forty four thousand 44,000 reactors a year in the national cash cattle herd, that has been reduced down to about fifteen to 17,000 uh, TB reactors a year for the last two to three years, and obviously, uh, while that is significant progress, the push needs to be to reduce it. But all the time, those farmers that are having TB on their farms are incurring huge uh, financial burdens and having a, a significant distortion to their to to, to their business. So, what we've what we've also arranged in conjunction with the forum is information meetings throughout the country. Jointly with the Department of Agriculture and the locations are primarily in or around what are known as, I suppose, TV uh, hotspot areas or areas where a good number of farmers will be experiencing difficulty with them. And uh, we have one of those coming up next Tuesday night, the ninth, in Corran Martin, Fermoy, where we would have senior officials from the Department of Agriculture outlining the current testing and control approach and the reasons behind it, and providing clarification for farmers as to why particular practices are, are implemented. We'll also have senior department officials going through the current compensation schemes so farmers are aware as what they're entitled to and how to apply uh, for them. So hopefully, John, it will uh, provide some detail and some understanding for farmers as to what the whole programme is currently about. Obviously, there will be the opportunity as well for farmers to raise and highlight their concerns, which we are continually doing uh, with the department in relation to the deficiencies in the current programme. Eight o'clock in current Mart in Fermoy next Tuesday night. That's open to all the public, to any farmer or anybody uh, who has an interest or wants to attend. It's an IFA Department of Agriculture meeting, but it's very much a public meeting for anybody who who wishes to attend. Uh, Pat Farrell, the IFA Animal Health Chairman, will be making an opening introduction and uh, setting the scene from the perspective of the TB Forum. We will have Philip Breslin, a Senior Veterinary Officer from the Department of Agriculture, giving an overview of the testing uh, controls. Uh, and the logic and reason behind them. And we will have column four, the principal officer responsible for the compensation schemes, giving a detailed uh, overview of all of the compensation schemes that are there. There will also be department officials, John, uh, on hand on the night to, to advise or help farmers who want to avail of the aims database or two to, 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 uh, to register online for use of the Department of Agriculture Facilities, which is just a, a, an add-on to the meeting on the night. So it's important farmers that have concerns or have views on the TB programme or want to get more information in relation to the current programme that, uh, that are there on the night, and the, the, the floor will be open to everybody who wants to ask a question or get uh, clarification on any points.
1: So thank you very much, Nita Moss. Thanks a million. Forest Resource Management Services are now inviting forestry owners interested in taking part in a forest knowledge transfer scheme to contact one of their representatives. With more on the background to this forestry owners cooperative, Mr. Michael Graney.
10: So I'm a member of the forestry owners co-op society. We're based in Westcock, but we we would encourage everybody that's in Munster to um, talk to us and see what we have an offer. Um, our, our chairman is Tim McCarthy, and he can be contactable at 087 or on the web at uh, www.focs.ie or on our Gmail. It'll be Forestry Owners coma, Co forestry, sorry, or forestry owners Coop at gmail.com. Now, I'm just uh, an executive member of the committee of the co op, but I'm we are, myself and my wife, we are, we own forestry, and uh, it's in Norcock, so we were we are living in fine, but so that added a little bit of an extra dimension of, of forestry. So we were, at the beginning, uh, looking for information of how do we go about growing forestry, the pluses and the minuses of it. And through the co-op, we found a lot of information, that source of co-op, because it was like-minded people uh, having a vested interest in, in, in their own forestry, so that's what I found uh, the, the best and the most honest information was available from people who were actually growing the crop of trees, and it's a crop, and like every crop, it has to be cared for, and uh, it has to make a profit at the end of the day. But what is happening with the, the co-op at the moment is we are actually taking part in this KTG program. It's a, it's a administered as well by Tagusk uh, during the process of it. So it, it, what it really is is having a forestry discussion groups set up. There will be a number of them happening throughout Munster. There will be, and as well, the most exciting thing about it is you, you get a lot of information gleaned from uh, talking to people that are so far ahead of you in advancements in forestry and behind you as well, and you can uh, offload some of your information and, and experiences on them. But these discussion groups, you actually get paid to attend them. No. That's brilliant because you get information and you get paid to get it as well. So it's fantastic. So we have an input from but We have an input as well from our own forester, who's David Hobbs. And we have an input from the people who are actually growing trees and at different stages of growing. So hopefully it will be a discussion that will be well attended. Now, the places are limited, so I would encourage people to to apply as soon as possible. Uh, As I say, to our chairman, Tim McCarthy, at that number I gave you, and we'll be giving you that number at the end of the program as well. But applications would need to be submitted fairly soon, as I say, Uh, spots are limited. But it's it's a fantastic way of learning to manage your own crop and your own forest professionally that yields the best profit at the end of the day. So it's it's totally of benefit to yourself by meeting others, sharing their experiences, their expertise, their pitfalls as well as their successes, and I think it's the really honest way to go, it's the way to get direct answers for problems. So if you need any information, Forestry Honest Co-op Society, uh, we are based in on Man Bay, but we have members from Limerick, Tipperary, Watford, Cork, um, and it's far away as Clare. Uh, so we, we get a, a general broad, um, uh, say, aspect of forestry in the whole region. Talk to people that know about forestry. That are actually involved in forestry. You can get a lot of information out there, and it's always tainted by some angle. But talk to people that have the knowledge are the best people to talk to. So it's um, it's 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 it, uh, and hopefully we can grow our group as well. But I think these forestry uh, information meetings are are very valuable to get and to take part in. As I say, it's the KTG group. So. Application needs to be in fairly quickly on that and apply to Tim McCarthy. Uh, I, I, I can give you the number, it's 087
1: The final speaker on our programme this morning was Mr Michael Graney of the Forest Cooperative Society. Further information available regarding the forestry co op from the following number 087 Tim McCarthy. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor, thanks to John on Controls, and as always, a very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. The next Farm Talk programme will be on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11pm. Thanks for tuning in. Farm Talk, with Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Trusted
0: by generations of farmers. Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Putting your animal nutrition needs first.